Learn why entrepreneurs, hairstylists, pastors, military commandos, executives, professional athletes, and coaches trust over a decade of experience to find a clearer vision and purpose for life, career, and organization. Go to emmasgood.com forward slash R7 and apply today. Finally, get the clarity to level up your career, relationships, and confidence with R7. Hi, everyone. This is David here with Dave Jones. We want to welcome you back to the Apply Rigor podcast. We are so excited to have you join us today as we dig into another story uh, from an, an executive that has found a way to make it through the valley. But before we, get any, before we go any farther, I just want to say, Dave Jones, What's I'm the, so happy you're sitting here to my left. I am abundantly blessed and walk in the favor of God. Every it's, day. It's, a, it's amazing. <laughs> It is, amazing, it is amazing, man. It is amazing. Yeah. Well, hey, well, we're excited today because we've got Mitch Luciano joining us here on the podcast. I want to tell you a little bit about Mitch because this is really important. You know, Mitch, he's been with Trailer Bridge since 2012, originally joining the company as the VP of Logistics, and then now he holds the role of President and CEO. Prior to joining Trailer Bridge, he spent over 19 years in the transportation and logistics industry with large international and domestic logistics organizations like NYK Logistics North America and C.H. Robinson, along with startup ventures in the logistics and system development arenas. He now resides in Jacksonville, Florida, where God lives too. Oh, by the way, (laughs) where he has lived since 2009. He's currently married to Anna has four kids, three daughters, and one son. He graduated from SUNY, Fredonia, with a BA in English. Mitch, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thank you for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. We're pretty excited to have you on today, man. Yeah, man, it's pretty cool just uh, hearing your story, and um, it's uh, it's really just an honor for you to be here today. You know, when we think about the Plyrigger podcast, we talk about peaks and valleys, and Mitch, if you could just give us the highest peak in the lowest valley, you know, to start off, and uh, we'll go from there. So if you're thinking about like, what is you know, you, you know, where where you're at on the peak, and you know, if you could transition into you know your your lowest valley, would be awesome. Yeah. So peaks and valleys. So my my you know the the peak I have, you know, I've been fortunate over the last um, several years to see our organization grow, um, and when one of the reasons that I want to grow is I want to offer people opportunities of growth for themselves. You know, you never, the only time you get a promotion, uh, if they're a flat company is either someone's resigns or they get terminated. And that's not really mm. typically the way you want it. You want to earn it. And so yeah. we as an organization uh, during our growth, uh, the, the peak is seeing people get promoted, get those opportunities that are real because we're growing as an organization and they've deserved it and they've mm. earned it. And, some people, you know, you, you we come to work because we get a paycheck, right? I mean, that's the, you know, we at the end of the day, that's the result of, of why we come to work. But coming to work, you, you want to wake up in the morning and be excited about it. And so these people are, you know, the people, my family out here looking out my office door now, my family sitting on that floor is, I know they're excited to come in every day for the opportunity of personal growth. And when that mm-hmm. when that comes to them and they see it, I get the biggest high from that um, when they're they're smiling because they work their tail off that work hard play hard mentality and they get that opportunity of growth and that just like it it just it, it fills me up it's my energy I always tell you know my girls you know when I go home and I was like my tank is full you know mm-hmm. I, I got so much today from the people there because you know I saw them grow I saw them take on new opportunities I saw them 
you know, uh, be challenged. They, they took it, they made the right decision and I saw them grow today and I get so damn excited for them. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, those are my highs. My highs are, are, are seeing them smile. That's when I, that's when that fills my tank up. That is so good. And you've got to be doing the right thing because I mean, the last four years, trailer bridge has gone from a hundred million in revenue on pace to finish at 200 million in revenue. That doesn't typically happen from a, an organization that just focuses on what people do versus what versus figuring out their passion and why they love to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, it's, it's, um, it, it took, you know, I, when we started this 14, I told them oh, my whole leadership team, I go, this is going to be a three year deal, three year project to turn this company around. And then, then we can start focusing on the huge growth. Um, we could kill this in a day. So be very careful. Mm-hmm. It, it, it takes one comment, one conversation to kill all, all the efforts you put forward for over a three year period. So mm-hmm. we remained focused. We stayed focused. Um, and, and people, you know, they see that growth and they go okay so he what he's saying is for real you know the promotions there he's not hiring from outside you know occasionally i had to hire outside obviously for expertise but mostly you know 90 percent of the time it's all internal and people see it and they want to be part of that you know i mean who doesn't want to be part of a winning team everyone does and so if you can show that you're a winning team um, and have that attitude people want to be part of that you know it's uh i could just just hearing you I can just feel the culture when I hear you talk, Mitch. Is like the, I can see that they trust you. You know how how have you stayed on the peak and been so trustworthy? What, what do you think has been the key emotion or ingredient to that? You know, what's funny about that trust is is, um, is from the very for every month we have a town hall, and so I speak to the whole company, and it's a, it's about an hour long, um, and I, t- I I give them all the happenings of the company. I share, I, I mean, I don't go into the details of the financials, obviously being privately held, but um, we give them where we're at from a, a growth standpoint, the goals. Uh, we, we have suggestion boxes um, that people have suggestions. And I mean, they could be as minor as we like mirrors in the, in, in the bathrooms to, mm. you know, other things that are major of, hey, we think we need more equipment. And so we listen to those things. And we talk about them in the town hall and I address them. And I'll never forget the very first town hall. The, the suggestion was we'd like an ice machine in this in this building because we had fridges, but you know we have 100 employees. We, at that time, we wanted an ice machine. So I said, we're going to make that happen. So um, this was using the afternoon. The next morning I came in, I was like, hey, you know, I went to my person who I thought was going to order the ice machine. Have you ordered the ice machine? No, I haven't. I was like, you know what? I'll take care of it. I'll take care of getting it installed. I'll take care of everything. So that that very first thing, within a week, I had the ice machine, had it installed, uh, and they were happy. And they, as minor as that is, they mm-hmm. everyone pays attention to that detail. Yep. So since then, we always follow up on what we say we're going to do, and we don't like say, "Hey, we're going to do that," and then we, you know, that it doesn't happen. Um, that's just not that's that's not how we operate. Uh, at Trailer Bridge. At least that's not how I operate and the leadership doesn't operate that way. So it started from, and we always joke about the ice machine. Everyone still to this day will say, remember the ice machine? You had it installed. I was like, I know. That was my very first promise and I had to keep it. That's great. Um, and ever since then. So like, that's, and that's how you build trust. The trust takes time. Yeah. Um, and I, I had to earn their respect. Um, they didn't, you know, that was the biggest thing was earning their respect to them, for them for the, uh, to trust me then we can, hey, trust me, I want to take you on this journey of going to starting a new service in Hawaii or opening up these logistics offices or expanding the business. And they go, you know what? 
We trust him. So he must know what he's doing. Something, honestly, listen, I, I admit I admit to them, sometimes I go, ooh, I don't know if this is going to work, but what the hell, let's give it a try. <laughs> That's great. I, I was reading a report the other day. Gallup said that 10% of the U.S. economy trusts, man, trusts management. Worldwide, 1% trusts management. Wow. Yeah. And so under the yeah. under the guise of growth, you have to have trust. Yeah. And you just absolutely you know, when I hear your numbers are like you don't go from 130 million to 200 million in a year, you know, without trust. You just can't yeah. do it. There's yeah. gonna be transparency. It's that's phenomenal. You can't. Yeah. Not not organically, maybe through acquisition, but not organically. <laughs> right. Good point. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, that's at that good. point you're kinda loading the bucket. So Hey, so those are awesome peak moments. So let's yep. transition kind of into a valley. You know, talk to us now about a little bit about the time that you spent in the valley. So yeah, the hardest the hardest times for me were, and they still are occasionally. They they still happen. But those, those first couple of years, um, you know, Trailerbridge started in '92, and we've had some employees that started in '92 with Trailerbridge, and during these this change, uh, this culture change, whether it was a a nice machine or whether it was uh, a casual week of, you know, right now I've got jeans on. Um, it, some people didn't want to participate. They didn't want to be part of it. That wasn't who trailer bridge was. That was always a famous phrase. Like that's not how we do it. And I used to always remind them, but how you did it, we went into bankruptcy. So we have to make a difference. Mm -hmm. We have to change the organization. And some people didn't, didn't want to do it. And so, you know, we had to let them go. And, and, you know, the hardest part is they're, they're good people, you know, all of them, most of them, some people we let go because their performance was lackluster. They had a wrong attitude. And, and, um, but most of these individuals were good mothers, good wives, amazing fathers, whatever, you know, great husbands, those, they held a place in society that was really good. It just wasn't good for us. And, having to let them go was difficult. You know, I carried that home every night. I carried it for weeks. Um, cause not only did people internally, you know, half the people would question me. Um, and yeah, I know I'm starting to trust this guy, but he just let one of our most senior people go, you know, who we never had a problem with. He seemed like a decent person. That was, um, that was really tough for me. So, you know, bridging that gap for them. My main goal is always to, Make sure that, you know, we, hey, you've been with us 20 years, here's two weeks of severance. That's not what we did. You've been with us 20 years, here's six months. We know that you're going to have to recreate your career a little bit. We want to uh, bridge that for you. Um, it's just not a good fit anymore, and we're going to give you a, a, a large severance just to help bridge that. And so those are, those are probably the toughest times because not only did I affect someone's life on one side, I also had half the organization looking at me like, you know, we were trusting you, but now we're not anymore because we think you made a bad decision. Mm. And so it, they were tough, and I'd have to build on that. And that, that was uh, during that whole three-year period um, that happened uh, quite a bit. Hey, so, so that was probably the toughest time. So when you went through that, did you ever find yourself getting defensive? Like where you're like, hey, I kn you don't understand what I'm trying to do, but I, now I'm going to be defensive, and now I'm going to try to – to justify what I just did or how did, how did you handle that? So there would be, um, how I would handle it is during the town halls. Um, I would address, I never, I never avoided it. I would actually put it out there in, in the wide open. And I tell everybody, listen, I know that, um, a week ago we let go of, and I named the person off and there's several of you that probably question my decision. I, 
would welcome you to come into my office if you want to talk about it. Um, it's let's not get into the rumor mill of why I let someone go, or let's not get into the you know the gossip column about it. Um, you if if you really want to know, if you truly want to know, come talk to me. And some people did. They come in and say, you know what, I I don't agree with what you did. Um, can you talk to me about it? And I would be as open as I, I could. I would give them examples of what happened. Um, not, not to the, not to the extent of, of, um, relinquishing confidential information, but definitely to the extent of, of sharing to the point where they may not agree with me at the end still, but at least they go, okay, you know what? At least I know where you are coming from, uh, to make that decision. Um, so I don't know that I really ever got defensive. I just would, you know, the only time I think people get defensive is when they're not being truly open about the situation. Mm. And so I would just be as open as I could. Um, legally, I should say. Legally could. I couldn't share the agreement. If someone, someone would ask me, well, what kind of severance did you give them? I said, well, that's not for me to tell. Uh, if you want to know that, then you need to ask the person. And if they want to share that with you, then I can't stop that from happening. Did, um, did you ever find that there, once, the, once they left and the door closed, was there ever an emotion that you went to that you had to overcome? Like anxiety or fear or depression or you know like just being you know, was there a certain emotion you went to and then what what did you fall back on what was your rock what or frustration was, even or frustration yeah. yeah yeah i mean i i don't it, it, the uh emo, I, you know, I don't know if i i never really probably saw anxiety or depression i mean there was i, I should take that back probably the anxiety part because a lot of times like you know it was a very senior person and mm -hmm. like you're you're letting them go and you're like okay what's going to happen tomorrow because most of the time the people that we let go were ones that were, I call them hoarders. They would just, they wouldn't share information. They wouldn't teach others and make others better. And when you're a hoarder inside of our organization, we, you typically don't last. We, we eventually let you go because, you know, hoarders don't have any real value. Where in the workplace today, unfortunately, most people believe the more information they gather and keep for themselves, the more valuable they are for the organization. Mm -hmm. And that's how a lot of organizations work. Mm -hmm. With Trailer Bridge, we actually have the flip side of that. If you hoard and keep the information, um, we let you go. We want you to share. The, you know, we want you to build an amazing team that can do the job for you, and you're going to keep keep on at Trailer Bridge. So I think anxiety maybe has set in a little bit because it was like, what is going to happen tomorrow when this person's not here? Yeah. You know, what is the what email am I going to get that I didn't know about or, right. or what customer is going to call that said, Hey, so-and-so promised me this, but we didn't know about it. And it's managing through that. And that would, that happened probably for the first year, year and a half. And then, but notoriously every time there was really never anything that popped up. And so it kind of subsided, you know, it kind of went away over time. Um, for me, my biggest avenue for releasing some of that anxiety was really leaving it at the door. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, 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 up until this last past soccer season, I've coached my daughter's soccer teams for 10 years and I loved it. And I would go and I'd leave it at the door and I'd go coach them and teach them how to play soccer. And they're young and uh, influential. And, and it was, um, that would honestly be my, my rock was my family mm -hmm. was going home, leaving all, all this crap at the door. Um, and you know, I preach it all the time, you know, leave your, leave your baggage at the door on the way in and pick it up on the way out. Um, and the same goes for work. If you have baggage from work, leave it inside, leave it at your desk and go home and be with your family and really let it go. And I, you know, I practice it. So that was probably my way of uh, relieving that anxiety. So, okay. That what you just talked about is a big deal for a lot of people, you know, 
how do you mentally leave something at the door and not bring it home and let it affect you? And, you know, the first two hours you're at home, you're talking to your spouse about here's what happened at work today. Cause we're so trained as kids to come home and our parent asks us, how was school today? So we're, we're trained <laughs> culturally to unpack what happens away from home when we get home. How do you undo that and lead people toward that? Yeah, no, it's, it's, obviously it's not easy. I mean, with uh, cell phones today, you're not only taking the conversations with you, um, you're also your emails, you're checking your phone, you're so many emails you let at night, it's there, work is always present. Um, I, you know, I honestly, I, I it, it took a long time. Um, you know, it took years and years of practicing and, and doing that. It is for me, uh, the best way for me, and I'm not saying as soon as I walk out that door in my truck uh, on the way, way home, I'm not thinking about it, but typically I don't communi- communicate on the way home. I don't do emails. I don't make phone calls. I listen to the radio and I just zone out. And then by the time I get home, I'm like, okay, I, I've gotten everything out of my system and I just go home and focus and listen and ask them how their day was. Mm. Um, and that's, it, you know, I, I, to answer that, how, how have I learned how to do that? It, I've been doing it now for years. I don't know exactly the tools I used uh, in the beginning to get to that stage. I know for me, it's my girls and my son. It's my family and my wife. It's um, I just don't know exactly what I did to get to that stage. But mentally, I'm there where I know I can. As soon as I pull in that driveway, I'm I'm going to be greeted by my dogs and my yeah. girls and my family. And yeah. it's just it's gone. Yeah, it's just works not even there. That's awesome. You know, as we land a plane here, Mitch, what's what's some encouragement you could give for those that, leaders that are out there in the valley right now? What what would you say to them? You know, if, if in the valley, if you you have to believe the path you're taking is the right path, um, you have to genuinely believe it. Because if you don't, any little crack in that belief, your team will see it, and uh, then they won't believe. So if you firmly believe in what you're doing. And moving forward, you will get there. You're going to have some days that are going to be tougher than others, obviously. Mm-hmm. But don't focus on those. Focus on those moments that are amazing. Focus on the comment of instead of the two comments from employees that say, well, you know, you don't know what you're doing and, you know, we don't think this is the right way. Focus on the one that the one employee that says, you know what, I believe in you and and um, I like the path we're taking. Um, so that's that's you got to believe it. You truly have to believe it because they your team knows it. They absolutely know it. If they see that small crack, they know that's, it. That's good stuff. That is so good. Man, yeah. thank you so much for joining us today, Mitch. It's been a, a privilege of ours really has. to thank have you. a few minutes with you yeah. and just to be able to lean in and learn. So thank you for joining us, my friend. Guys, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Yeah, hey, you're welcome. Hey, listeners, as we wrap up today, I want you to really think about this for a second, okay? It is growing increasingly difficult day by day to find healthy organizations to work at, Mm. to find a place with good leaders, with great leadership that have great vision and that know how to inspire and motivate people. Today is an incredible example that if you are anywhere and you're interested in joining a high power, healthy organization, Trailer Bridge is something fantastic to consider and so go check them out go see what their openings are you know they're gonna be hiring the best and the brightest and so if that's you if you're looking for something that's amazing you want to be part of a healthy place 
I think you just heard one of the greatest reasons why in listening to Mitch the last few minutes. And so as we close here today, we want to encourage you, as we always do, go apply some rigor. All right, and we're out. That's it. Perfect. Yeah. Man, that awesome. was that was fantastic. That was cool. We could do like three Guys, shows. Thank with Mitch. you. I know, Mitch. Um, we, we, I enjoy, we could I enjoy do talking like about Trevor Mitch. It's been a fun ride. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, but it's wild because again, you know, so many people. Life is so busy; they don't have time to sit back and just unpack and review and think about what they've done, why they've done it, the the journey they've been on. This is the same reason, Mitch, why Steve is so pumped to do this because he's like, I don't get to talk about this ever. And so, good. you know, it's, I think it's good. It's, I felt like I was just sitting in a room listening to you talk to a group of people. And I was just like, I'm just a dude in the room, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? You definitely figured out the trust and transparency and genuineness. It's very prevalent. I mean, you can see it. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the trust. I'm glad you guys brought that brought that piece up because trust is big and, and transparency is big. I mean, people, you know, not just transparency to what my, I mean, goals are for the organization, but why I do certain things. Even to my family, like this Saturday, just a random twenty people from here and their families are coming to my house just so they get to know me at a, at a mm. personal level. And like the other 150 employees are like, well, why do only those 20? I'm like, well, one day you'll get the opportunity. I can't have 170 employees <laughs> show up at my house. It's just not going to, that's not possible. Um, but no, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's being as open as I can being human. I always, I joke about it. You know, Steve and I have had these conversations. It's just being human. So many executives forget where they started. You know, some started on top, right? I mean, there are some that just naturally had that silver spoon and started on top. Uh, but most of us, and David, you know this. You, you start as yep. you start at twenty five thousand dollars a year, yep. you know, and oh, and yeah. we need to remember what it's like to be that employee, mm-hmm. um, and because people are going through that struggle every day, and so remembering that, and you make you make yourself human. You're just another person in the company that they trust and believe in. Well, you know, it's as we used to say back in the day, man. You you, you know, when you thought about people, even like Sid, you know, they all started at the desk, yeah. and there was a part of you that loved that. Because you're like, yep. that means they're like me, and I'm like them, and there's potential. Yeah, Sid was a um, um, a forklift driver back in the day. <laughs> yep. Which is just amazing to think that he was a forklift driver, and he became the CEO of a multi-billion dollar organization. That's the opportunities there. Yeah, it's it's amazing. But yeah, you know, and it's Dave, I'm glad you brought up what you had read regarding... Um, Gallup. Regarding Gallup, because one of the other things that, that I know you love to talk about, and it so applies here, mm. is this idea that there's a large percentage of people nationwide and globally that are disengaged. What we're talking about, I yeah. think, is how you build engagement and you yeah. fight people being disengaged. That's right. Yeah. It comes back yeah. to a bigger think- sense of purpose and passion in them and, and what the vision of the organization is as well. Yeah. Right? We talk about that on the other show. There's no vision then there's selfishness people don't have a reason to sell out right so they just don't they're in it for themselves which is why they hoard (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah so anyway thanks again mitch for your time appreciate it yeah so um thank you hey mitch if you had to um pick a t-shirt size that you are what would you say you are a large a large all right cool 
that's that was what we were curious to we know got, so, we got a shirt coming your way yeah yeah we'll send you a gift <laughs> for being you. on you know but uh awesome. man next time i'm in yeah if, if i ever find myself in jacks you know i'll let you know i'd love to do lunch man and uh just continue Absolutely. to learn you're just you're a big inspiration man and i'm, I'm just so proud of what you've done and are you know humble to get to know you guys thank you it's, right. it's been a pleasure and next time you're here definitely call me all right, all right. you got it thanks buddy See you. all right yep. take care guys bye, bye.